Welcome to Day 110 of the New Way. I'll read Matthew 9, 18-26. While he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, Go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand, and she got up. News of this spread through all that region. There are two stories intertwined here. We'll talk about the synagogue leader first, then we'll discuss the woman's healing next time. The Jewish temple was in Jerusalem but most villages had a synagogue. This was a place where the people would gather to worship on the Sabbath. During the week, the children would be taught God's scripture from the Jewish scripture, the Old Testament, and Jewish law from the Talmud. The leaders of each synagogue were selected by the people. If there was a priest or scribe living in the town, they were usually the ones selected to lead the synagogue. But if not, they could select any adult male. There were no sacrifices offered there. It was simply a meeting place for worship and prayer and learning, much like our churches today. So this Jewish synagogue leader asked for Jesus' help because his daughter had died. Jesus agreed to help him, but they were interrupted on their way to his house. If you were the father, how would you feel about this interruption? Would you be angry? Let's read Mark's report of this event. We'll skip the text about the woman's healing and come back to it tomorrow. Read Mark 5:21-24. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. 
so Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. Now we'll skip down to Mark 5, 35 through 43. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. In Mark's manuscript, we are told that the man's name was Jairus. Mark gives more details about the girl's status. Apparently, she was only almost dead when Jairus the father left to go get Jesus. That would make him even more eager for Jesus to hurry. But what happened while he was away? The girl died, and by the time they arrived at Jairus' home, the mourners and all the town had turned out to grieve. When someone died during that time, all the neighbors came and mourned together, crying loudly and wailing. Many rich families hired professional mourners who for a fee would come and mourn and wail and they would play sad music called dirges. This would add to the mournful atmosphere. Jesus told them to stop mourning and that she was only asleep. What was their response? They laughed. Why? Because she was really, really dead. And they knew it. Now let's read Luke's account in Luke 8, 40 through 42. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about twelve, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, 
the crowds almost crushed him. Now we'll skip down to Luke 8, 49 through 56. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just believe, and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. Where did Jesus get the power to raise the dead if he was fully human? Remember that Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit, who also guided him, just like the example of the glove and the hand. I know it's hard, but try to imagine being present as these miracles were happening. Sometimes it helps to imagine them happening in our present world. What if this was a neighbor's child? What would you think or feel if you were sitting in the living room with the mourners? What would you think about this man named Jesus? Jesus did things that can only be explained by the presence of God. Why do you think Jesus wanted the parents to not tell what he had done? Nobody knows for sure. I agree with some writers who believed that Jesus didn't want people to mob him with requests for physical healing. He wanted to focus on their spiritual needs. If indeed Jesus was more concerned about the spiritual than the physical, how much of your prayer time is spent asking for physical needs versus spiritual needs? In his service, Dale.